0: listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadow Hunter Chronicles podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 192 where we will be discussing the first half of the epilogue <laughs> of City of <laughs> Lost Souls. Live from Wednesday night, I'm Kristen, I'm Robin, and I'm Amanda. We're sorry that this episode is late. We had scheduling conflicts. The queens and so we are of recording procrastination. This, yes, the day we're supposed to upload mm-hmm. in the evening after children have been put to get bed, driver's ed is done, dinner is done, and all of uh-huh. those things. So we apologize much. that you're waking up to this Thursday morning.
1: <laughs> or the notification that there's an upload is waking you up in the middle of the night.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Ooh.
1: Look, we never told you. You guys to press did you
2: see <laughs> Yeah? We asked for reviews. We did not ask for follows.
0: Okay. Someone's gonna come back with like a clip of us saying that particular thing and being like, a Yeah.
2: Liar. Right. That's what I was just gonna say. I don't know if you guys saw on Facebook that Lindsay had posted uh, a couple of quotes from us from our first episode. We are a wild bunch of bitches, you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I was talking about a butthole, apparently. Like, what is wrong with me? That's how we started this?
1: And that's how we've continued this. I mean.
2: It's so on brand.
1: It is. I was just going to say, I feel like I finally got my microphone down. And now I have to be in a different room than normal, so I might mm. have flashbacks yes. of volume Same. issues. And yeah. for some reason, after I hit 35, whenever I eat, I'm just very flimmy. <laughs> <laughs> so, settle in for that. You're welcome.
2: Yes. And uh, shy of surprise, <clears throat> I am sick again, so. Oh Take my god, kids. you poor thing. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. <sighs> Amazing. You guys,
0: so I have some. It's not really cheese made, but it might interest you. Robin will be happy. So I clean my whole house like <gasps> aggressively, top to bottom. It's oh it's mine. It's mine. How? Clean. Oh wow! Yeah, good for you. Um, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't by choice the the owner was coming to do a walkthrough of the house Mm -hmm. right there (laughs) but we found was it
2: it one of those things that took you like four days because you would find something that would distract you for half an hour yeah well and you find yourself three hours in reading your journal from sixth grade and wearing Mm -hmm. a new beanie
0: Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but, but we didn't like we didn't just clean like we like pulled everything out and we had a like my grandparents passed away and so we had cleaned out their house over this summer the end of this summer and into this fall and so i've collected just the most shit right and (laughs) (laughs) you know like in over the past several years even before my grandma passed when she was sick, her and my grandpa were, like, giving us stuff constantly. Just, like, you know, they had stopped. Like, they had retired. So, like, they they used to do, like, woodworking and, and grandma would paint and, like, do the crafts and stuff. So, they had been giving us, like, stuff. They're like, oh, well, we're never going to use this again. Like, we're old now and we're uh-huh. not working anymore. You know, take this stuff that we're never going to use. So it had been accumulating and accumulating and accumulating. And my life's been so chaotic lately that I haven't really had the opportunity to, like, do anything with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then this happened. And I was just like, are you after I just spent six weeks cleaning out my grandfather's wood shop of like, <laughs> like, you, you don't. It It was only a one car garage, you guys. It was like an oversized one car garage. The amount ima- Five weekends with a u-haul. To that's bananas. The the sheer amount of wood in the wood shop, not to mention the heavy machinery and then like every sandpaper known to man and a thousand of them. <laughs> and he made he he made like wooden toys, right? So there's all of these like coffee boxes. That because grandma drank the same kind of coffee for thirty years, right? Obviously, amazing. Of course. So of course he because they're old. Everything is in jars, Cool Whip canisters, like you know these these coffee boxes. So each of these coffee boxes has like the basically like the the uh, what's that called? Um, Not stencil, but what's the word? Like pattern. Like a uh, the, the a pattern. mold.
2: No, that's. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So it's got like all the pattern pieces for each like thing that he made. And he used to make these like, like fire trucks and trains and so like, cool. All of these like beautiful hand dents. But there's like 50 freaking boxes of different kinds of toys and shit. (laughs) And so, like, it's a lot. It's just, like, a lot of stuff. And I'm pretty sure we had an entire, like, big, I don't know, what, like, the 20 or 32 gallon totes, like, one whole one full of Vice Grips. Like, just, that's it. That's Jesus. all that was in there. <laughs> that's crazy. That's it. <laughs> but, but, like, it was like that, like, I shit you not a hundred screwdrivers. <laughs> like, <laughs> Angie just cleaned
2: out our junk drawer the other day. He's like, why are there more screwdrivers in here than there are in the garage? And I'm like, why could I never find one when they were in there? <laughs>
0: Yeah, um. yeah. Anyway, so we were doing a whole lot of that. So we like, like, went through all of our closets and like actually cleaned stuff out and like went wow. through it. It was a disaster. But I'm so, it's like my preferred method of doing it is like all at once. Of course it is. Then like it's just fucking yeah. done.
3: And I yeah. I just
1: well, don't I don't think. I mean, have you not in like? Okay, I was gonna say if you don't know me, this sounds bitchy, but. Episode 192, you know me. Like, you usually move, so you purge when you... I feel like you do this when you move. Yes. And you move often, have moved in the past often. Yes. But I feel like you've been home, like, this is your home for longer than normal, so you haven't got to purge and clean.
0: This is the longest I've ever lived in a place. We've... I've lived... Me and Bryn have lived here for five and a half years. Almost six years. Um... And Jason's lived here for seven. So, oh, actually, no. Me and Brynn have lived here for six years. Jason's lived here for seven because he had only lived here for, like, a year when we moved in. Um, But that's the longest I've ever lived anywhere ever in my whole life. Like, my... So is this house for me. That's funny. I never thought about it. Until I was, like, 19, 19... No. Until I was, like, 20, I had never lived anywhere for more than a year and a half at a time and even then i had only done that like once crazy we used to move like every six months we were poor i i mean
2: why and why is that like there's down payments and stuff why is that the same for my family we moved all the Uh time
0: so weird. Well and it was like my mom was always getting like a second and a third job and so it was like oh well she got a job over here that was better paying and so the commute is better oh. if you move here or it was like oh I can get you into a better school district here but oh wait they raised the rent so we can't afford it anymore so now we gotta find a different place and then try and find it in the same school district oh I got married you know those things <laughs> Robin reminded whoops, me. got married <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> whoops broke up Whoops! It's, got married it's again. The game of life. Yeah, had <laughs> twins. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then <sighs> yeah, then my dad lived all over the place too. So like he was never even stationary. So we were, we're we're traveling folk. <laughs> but it That's was really great. funny because when I move places, and Robin can attest to this, like I never put shit on the walls. I used to never like do that. And when I moved in with Jason, the very night I moved in, I put up all my pictures. Oh, that's awesome. I was like, no, I'm not moving anymore. Establishing dominance. Yeah, I'm here. This is my house.
1: This is mine. I'm peeing on all these
0: walls.
3: (laughs) 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 When we moved,
1: well, I lived in that apartment for ever. ever. Yeah. Like,
0: uh-huh.
1: I don't even know how long. She
0: saw so many friends move in next door and leave.
1: Seven years, eight years, <laughs> yeah. something yeah. like that. And then we moved into this house and like packing up that townhouse. It's like I never want to do this again. Literally. Yes. No. Nope. Yeah. There is something
0: I find really cathartic cathartic about like <laughs> starting over. And may it might be like Part of my like fucked up psyche, but like I really love like settling into a new space and like getting mm-hmm. rid of shit and then like being able to like start all new and yeah, I think everybody likes a little bit of change. It's fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's good stuff.
1: Oh, how was your guys this week? Busy. Yeah. Okay, listen, I have a little bit of housekeeping stuff before we get in, okay? Ooh, yes. And we Mm. haven't discussed this prior, and we said live, so this might be a bad idea. Mm. Fuck it, do (laughs) (laughs) live! Number one, I didn't recap, because I just literally don't have it in me. Sorry. Not sorry. Okay, that's one. Next week, we're going to do the second half of this epilogue. Indeed. The week after, Mm -hmm. we're going to do the book wrap-up. Yep. And then I was thinking the week after that, do we want to do Chain of Gold? We've talked about it. Yeah, we can. For sure.
2: And then we can... It's been so long already since I read it. Do I need to refresh? I'm going to have
0: to refresh, too.
1: I mean, like, there's, like, chapter... What am I trying to say? Talking points that I'm sure we can find... Right. Spark notes. Uh But the beauty of a book like that is you can just let it. It doesn't need to be in a pattern. You just talk. You just gab about it.
2: Just gab. Just Just gabby. Yep. Love it.
0: It's just a (sighs) chat. Okay.
2: Cool beans, bruh. That's a good plan. I
0: like it. And please do send us in. I know a few people have sent us in questions, really good ones that I'm excited to get into. Um, I tried not to. They're like, these bitches always forget. Let me just send it now. Yes. I I tried not to read ahead. I was like, ooh, these look good. I'm not going to, like, spoil it for myself. Yeah. (laughs) I want to be surprised. (laughs) But, yeah, send us questions, comments, things that you want us to talk about about this Lovely book before we head into the final countdown. Oh,
2: my God. It's so long, you guys. You guys are going to see what I'm talking about when we break it down by every chapter.
1: (laughs) Oh, and by the by, I do not physically have that book. So I cannot take the picture this time unless someone wants to gimme gimme. I
2: think I have it. I can give it to you. (laughs)
3: I can give it to you. Give
1: it to me, Neil. Sorry, that's a family guy (laughs) reference. Oh, I thought you were going for the offspring.
2: Yeah. Uh Yeah, He took, like, a book from her Uh or something, Uh and then she said that, and he recorded it and just kept replaying it over and over because
1: he was into her. Anyway. It's not creepy. That's not Sebastian-y at all. Not at all. Mm -mm. Actually, he kind of looks
2: like Sebastian, or Simon. Simon. That's... That's the real creep around here.
0: Robin, you've been on a Harry Potter kick this week, haven't you?
1: I know, and I don't... I'm really sad because... It's kind of early. Yeah, it is. Okay, listen. Here's the deal. Okay? I have fan fiction I need to read. Yeah. And I was going to do it. But then I was like, you know what? I've watched the... You know what? Sorry. I've watched, I've rewatched the movies every year, mm-hmm. as you do. It's my thing. But it's been a long time since I've read the books. Yeah. And I know the first two movies are pretty close. Um, but I know there's a lot of nitty-gritty little details and stuff that are not in the movies that I really enjoy and like. Yeah. So I was like, well, before I read these fan fictions of these people that probably are like so awesome about all the details and stuff I should refresh all my details from the books Mm -hmm. so that way when I go in to read it I'm like good to go nice nice I like it but I'm going to actually have to physically read the 6th and 7th book because I do not have Audible
0: right yeah I've been thinking about Reread because it's been so long. Like, I haven't read the fifth book since the first time I read it. Oh wow! Damn. Yeah,
1: it's been a hot minute. So. I um, I feel guilty because I had a really hard time listening to Jim Dale. I was like, this guy is like, I. How do I get the other guy to do the? Like, I can't listen to this. Mm-hmm. His Hermione. Well, two is first names like, should have been your
2: your giveaway.
1: What? two first names oh okay it's like to me it was like nails on a chalkboard yeah and then after i got like a couple chapters in, i'm like this is fucking delightful like what (laughs) was i thinking this is delightful (laughs) yeah i've gotta i've gotta see i know
0: i have all of them but they're in like a mismatch of like some's on kindle some's physical some's audible whatever and i refuse to um buy anything licensed Harry Potter anymore. Um, So I've just got to, (laughs) like, scour (laughs) whatever devices I have (laughs) to read it.
3: Right.
0: (laughs) Because I'm like... Robin's trying to see what she has. Because I know for sure that, like, I... There's stuff that I... Like, I barely remember Peeves. And I know, like, he played a much bigger part. Obviously, he wasn't in the movies. And so, like, it's easy to forget oh yeah um but like there's just a it, lot of like, stuff
1: they don't i mean okay we don't need it's we're 16 minutes in we don't need to talk oh it's not sorry a potter podcast yeah. but <laughs> i will I'm, I'm on order of the phoenix now yeah and the movie doesn't okay job. like there's i know they have subtle like the actual film is darker and you know those little things but like Harry's fucking struggling and it comes across like so much more in the books that I'm just Mm -hmm. like man I really like take that for granted like this whole thing like I just don't remember it as much so I'm glad I'm what I will I will say
0: this one opinion before before we move the fuck on because this is again not a Harry Potter podcast but I do feel like the movies make Dumbledore such a more likable and less evil fucking character.
1: I think that about Snape because number one, fucking Alan Rickman is delightful.
0: This is true. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because Snape is a fucking is Awful in the book.
1: Like he is awful. Like yeah. I and like I know the ending because we know the ending. Right. But I'm just like I don't think that fucking erases this terrible shit that you've done for like seven years. Fuck you. Yeah seven years
2: seven years
1: how many books is that seven books seven
2: how many books are we into cassandra clare we're only eight weeks that's
3: crazy (laughs) we're five books
2: I guess, to be fair, we've gotten 100 years behind us. That's true.
0: (laughs) Well, if we count Mm. those, then we're eight, nine. (laughs) I always forget Red Mm. Scrolls. Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, you guys. Okay, I'm sorry. I sidetracked our conversation. What do you guys say we cut the chit-chat and not kick things off with robin's recap because robin didn't recap because it's the end of the book and this is the epilogue and it would be silly to recap when we're going to recap at the whole book recap i have to
2: make a quick stupid person comment okay and it is that i don't understand why this is an epilogue and not part of the book it happens directly after I mean... It's not, like, a week later.
0: Because it's not part of the main plot, because the main plot has been resolved at this point, at least as far as it's going to be resolved. And I think... Okay,
2: because the ties were cut.
0: Yeah, so, like, the the epilogue in this purpose, because I think you're right, it's extremely long, it's multiple points of view, it seems a little excessive for an epilogue, mm-hmm. but I think yeah. because of the way... That because the next book is coming and it's like basically picks up right where things leave off, like it's not that it's hard to kind of close some of the things. Because after the battle, it's fair. And how many different ways this is the fifth book? How many different ways are we gonna wrap things up and make people like
2: with the same people too? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And I feel like fair. the cast okay. is much bigger, so maybe like, yeah. I don't know. But I, I feel like this book is, like, not even... Like, it's not even a real epilogue. I think you're right. It's just, like,
1: segue into the next book. <laughs> uh-huh. Mm-hmm. When it's almost like... We were talking about how, like... Okay, look, it's been a while since I physically held that book. But it's it's quite a bit longer than... Especially City of Bones, right? Oh, yeah. It's, the like, next 500 books? pages. Yeah. Um, so, and... But I feel like the story... The one thing... Which I think that you're going to feel different doing podcasting it than you did listening to it, number one. I think you're right. Um, yeah, I did about this one, so. But it, it like, so jumped faster. right fucking in. Like, there's yeah. no, like, dealing, like, it is, like, it smacks in the face. So this is a really good way to bridge that. And I don't think that that book could have been made any, like, this information needed to happen in order mm-hmm. for that book to slap. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so, it like, does. <laughs> We didn't want it in the first part or whatever and there's yeah. so many for this to be like a chapter i think it would have needed to be longer
3: mm-hmm.
1: because it's kind of like okay like the, it's really to me it's like patchwork yeah kind of epilogue yeah we are
2: jumping around We're jumping yeah.
1: around and stuff and you wouldn't want to read a book written like that per se like a chapter yeah. so i think it's like kind of the hey this is how we get the, the information tone that you
0: need. Okay. The tone and the pace is different enough to make it distinct from the rest of the book. Yeah, because it, but I do like agree vignettes. it's very long. Yeah, they're like mm-hmm. vignettes instead of full scenes.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: And it's nice not to have to. Like, the one thing I will say, I like the way that Cassie, like. We don't, like, she gently brushes the information that you need to know, right? Yeah. Like, it's not like, and they were runes that did this. So, like, if you're on this book, you should know by now. You need to know. Yes. Like, the Mm -hmm. first one of each of the, what am I trying to say? Character series, I guess. Like, like, sure, do it. But, like, there's not a lot of, you know, we're just going for the story. And I like that. Right hmm me too
0: it's so my biggest pet peeve and i have no right for it to be my biggest pet peeve but in a series when they spend the first chapter of every fucking book reiterating the stupid shit that everyone should remember and if you can't remember then go back and read the first fucking book because you're not ready to read the second fucking book but anyway i love that <laughs> i have strong fire feelings that are completely selfish it's because I don't do want to sit here and have to fucking skip over your stupid sentences. I know who Uncle Roy is.
3: Like
2: <laughs> you guys make me <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sorry. Anywho. Okay, proceed.
0: Okay. Yes. Yes, please proceed. Let's jump in. Oh, and also <laughs> who separated this? Me, you did. Yeah, I literally wrote. You know, I go in the middle of a paragraph, Becky. Who I did this? The same
1: thing. Listen, it, it took was me hard three times. To... I passed that page three times. I was like, where the fuck is it? It didn't look like that on my Kindle. Okay, <laughs> to... in my defense, it didn't. And secondly, I separated at one o'clock in the morning. Okay, fair. So. <laughs> Just on a we while. We all
0: know it's
2: Robin because she writes before us, so she has to separate the chapter.
0: she's so much more responsible and on time yeah. and, you know, functional. Well, I
2: found if I write it too early, I forget what I was talking about. Same. Much easier.
1: <laughs> Same. I found if I don't sit down and do it when I told myself I have space to do it, I won't do it, such as this yep. recap. Mm. Right. <laughs> Wednesday mornings, I usually, like, before I work... I sit down to recap because it's fresh in my brain. Mm
3: -hmm. Did not do
1: that today. So here we are. And I am ruled by
0: the chaos gremlin that lives inside my brain. And therefore, I write directly before we record every fucking time. That's too stressful. And literally, Mm -hmm. however long before we start to record that I start writing is usually how long it takes me to write it. I only, it's only sometimes do I need more time. Usually I'm pretty good about it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> oh, Why am I like this? Anyway, um, so we had to wait five whole books, but finally we're opening a chapter with Jace waking up. <laughs> or like regaining consciousness. Same difference. It, so, it is yeah. the
1: same difference. It,
0: it really is. So, Angel Boy might be more heaven than hell, but that doesn't mean that Heavenly Fire doesn't burn the same. <laughs> Ouch. He wakes up <laughs> literally feeling like he's engulfed in flames. <laughs> I, it's not exciting. I don't want to wake up like
1: that. That's a rude awakening.
2: That happens to me all the time. I was
1: just going to say, I feel like that's Amanda.
2: Yeah. There's a a side effect in my medication that makes me, like, overheat, Mm -hmm. and I'm one of the few percentage that gets it. And, yeah, literally right before we started recording, I was telling Andy, I feel like I'm burning from the inside out. I, could it be heavenly fire inside of me? (gasps) Yeah.
0: When he was describing it, I was like, that feels like a hot flash. I'm like, that's what my hot flashes feel like. So I'm assuming it's the same thing.
3: Yeah, Jason's just
0: pausing. Yeah. (laughs) Just pausing. Dude, it's some fucked up shit, though, man. That'll lay your ass out. I always feel like I'm going to pass out. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm dying. Yeah. It doesn't feel normal.
2: It's not. Okay, sorry. I don't know why I said that.
0: It doesn't feel normal, man. So he awakes in this dark room filled with beds, uh, feeling like, well, like he'd been stabbed in the chest.
3: Because he had.
0: And before Jace of many surnames has a chance to freak out too much, Alec is there trying to comfort his parabro tie. And Jace starts to apologize. He's like, I'm sorry, man. But Izzy on his other bedside won't hear it. At least not until she confirms that this is actually like, there, Jace, I wrote the wrong there, and that bothers me, Um, lying in the infirmary. (laughs) And so Jace assures them that he's no longer possessed, but concedes that they probably shouldn't just take his word for it. He's like, uh, like, not that it's worth anything, but I'm me. It's like Lupin.
1: Promise. Huh? It's like Lupin. Asking Harry, (laughs) you can trust me. Uh, What?
0: Sorry, sorry. Something. Something. uh, Alec immediately rejects. Um, He's like his bro tingles are telling him that Jace is back to his regular assholy self, like. The parabro-tingling-ling in my ball sack tells me that you're you. are <laughs> you
1: mm-hmm. What if that's where they chose to get their parabatai runes? Like, you just had two... <laughs> just on like, their taint? Like, and the, like, the, um... Jim Broist of bros. Yes. Shadow hunter. Yes. The, the cart teenage. rage. I feel like that would be a cart rage. I was gonna say that. Like a cart rage, Yes. <laughs> That was that was what was in my head, but I don't know if that's spoiler. It's not because we haven't it's talked not. about it. But it, that's a Cartwright thing to yeah. do. Agreed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, good stuff. Okay. Um, where were we? Oh, <laughs> the tickly ball sack. So he says, "Quote: um, I don't feel like I'm missing part of me anymore," which is like, oh. These bros missed each other. I love it for just them. Yeah.
1: By the by, Amanda, you don't have to worry about talking about buttholes in the first episode. No. We've moved on.
2: Right. We've Apparently. moved front of that. To taint. Yeah, just a little <laughs> bit north. Uh,
0: I will always say something raunchier to embarrass myself and draw attention. <laughs> I can't help it. I have no filter. I love that we're the
2: same person, all three of us. Yep. We're all the exact same. And we all
0: diverge from each other. When one of us gets too crazy, the other ones reel it back in or just distract with
1: something crazier. Hey, look at me over here. Yeah. Something shiny. I shit my (laughs) pants.
3: Yeah, exactly.
1: I feel called out. (laughs) Because you know, oh, y'all man. know that's me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the first thing that
3: came to mind. Oh.
0: oh. We're awesome. Someone got out of Kristen's car and all the garbage fell out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, sidetracked. I apologize. So as he get regains his bearings, Jason admits uh, that even though he didn't know what it was, he could tell that like something was wrong, even while he was under Sebastian's control. Like he's missing, he was missing something. He just didn't know that it was the pair bro tie bond that was like weakened at the point. Um, you know, he just didn't know it was his bro, and also his sister because. This is a family moment, and they are going to, like, they're going to bond. They're going to do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And uh, so he's, so anyway, so he's like, you know, is my family that was missing in my heart. Like, my sister's right here. And oh, fucking God, what about my girlfriend? Like, it takes him <laughs> a minute to remember that Clary exists, which, fair. He was, like, passed out for several <laughs> And, you know. Other reasons. So Izzy quickly assures Jace that Clary is fine, at least physically. Uh, she did stab her boyfriend through the heart uh, with a heavenly blade, you know, like father, like daughter.
3: Yeah.
1: Morganstern,
0: mm-hmm. going a Morganstern. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately Jace is on team Clary saved me by stabbing me, which <laughs> Izzy takes to confirm that Jason's in fact back to normal. He's like, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's him.
0: <laughs> that, yeah. That sounds right.
1: Yeah. That tracks.
0: And Alec explains that it's been two days since they got back from you know the battle and everything. And while the Silent Brothers have been watching over him and his like heavenly injury, um, they're probably gonna want to chat before Jace gets his conjugal. Like, <laughs> calm down. You probably need to answer a few questions. You, you, you aren't, you aren't arrested. You're just detained for questioning. Mm-hmm.
3: <sighs> <sighs>
0: I I would really like to read like the Clave laws. I want to know what rights their citizens have, if any, because I get the sneaking suspicion upon every reread that the Clave is just a fucking dictatorship.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I mean, do you do yeah. they even have it written down? Or is it just, like, up to interpretation? Because it's,
0: like, you know, the law is hard, but it is the law. So is it, like, one law or, like, a group of, like, five tenets that can be, like, manipulated to apply to anything? I don't know. Yeah. It seems like it would be. Mm -hmm. And, like, everyone gets to vote on the consul, but, like, once the consul's there and the Inquisitor, they, like, just do whatever the fuck they want.
1: I mean, I mean... Clearly. okay listen future context knowing I don't think that's what it is
0: no but I, I
1: don't well and I guess the factor they probably
0: you would probably have to factor in the fact that this is a rule like the government is the not really like so far separate from the citizens because they're all they're said like an uh, people of warriors mm-hmm. so it's like it probably be a little bit hard to like be super fucked up and like try to oppress your people and like use the power of governance in that way on like a group of warriors who are like i'll just fucking kill you motherfucker. Right. you know <laughs> like so i i and i i do feel yeah. like they do try to like explain it in like a more an egalitarian way where like everyone gets a vote and then they vote for the council and like things like that. So it seems democratic but uh-huh. then they then they do other shit and you're just
1: like, hmm. They also need like that like iron rule because mm-hmm. there's a bunch of the same personality around. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's too many yeah. leaders. Too too many
0: yeah, and and I, I get I, I suppose they get their jollies and their power off of oppressing the downworlders versus their own people. Mm-hmm. Yet they're still controlling their own people in other
1: ways.
2: Which just where did that even come from? You're only against demons. Like what is the big deal about downworlders?
1: They share demon blood. They're not like us. Right. Like
0: Yeah. Yeah. Name any of the talking points you hear on a Sunday, on the news. <laughs> 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 They've said them all, I'm sure. <laughs> so, uh, Jace outwardly snarked about his future scar, like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna have a big old scar." Me, me, me. But like inwardly, he's already beating himself up. He's mm-hmm. this guy. This guy. I'm gonna read a little excerpt. <clears throat> He was thinking that he that it was right somehow that he had a that he have fuck. Okay, I'm gonna start over again. <laughs> We're not cutting this, so I'm leaving all this in. I apologize, you guys. He was thinking that it was right somehow that he have a scar, that he should be marked by what happened to him, physically as well as mentally. He had almost lost his soul, and the scar would sever would serve to remind him of the fragile of the fragility of will and the difficulty of goodness and of darker things of what lay ahead and what he could not allow to happen <laughs> and like a phoenix from the ashes jace is determined then and there to rise up and throw the full force of his angel bussy into destroying sebastian <laughs>
2: He oh. uh, doesn't even give himself a chance to recover. He's just like, gotta get back.
0: Immediately. Never give up. Never it's surrender. It's my fault. I have to sacrifice everything and give everything that I am to destroying this man. <laughs> yep. God, Jace, you're insufferable. Mm. <sighs> So, happy with his new life's mission, Jace tells Alec that he never thought he'd fight on the opposite side of him. Uh, But before they can get into their feelings, Izzy asks Jace to chill the fuck out, since he's lit the fuck up (laughs) like a glowworm. Thank you. And upon further inspection of his hand, sure enough, Jace is fucking glowing. He's like, huh. All
1: right. He's like (laughs) radium glass. Yeah. It's like, should, we, should be like I be Like, my concerned? kid, he runs
2: into the laundry room to try to see. Like, turns off
0: the lights. <laughs> Look, I glow. <laughs> um, okay, where am I? Okay, so Alec explained that uh, the Silent Brothers think this nightlight, like, these nightlight qualities are a temporary side effect of getting stabby-stabbed by the fire of God. <laughs> like, it should wear off in five to six business years (laughs) yeah so jace asked if they could uh, hold off on getting the bros so he could sleep a little longer and they both agreed and promised not to leave his side they have like this family moment where they sleep on either side of jace and this must be so fucking traumatic for them after losing max three weeks ago Uh six weeks ago I don't know like it hasn't been long enough
2: I don't think I'd want anybody to stay while I was trying to sleep that just feels like I'd be a burden like don't let me be a bother I'm just gonna go to sleep so you guys just go do your thing don't let me bother you Mm
0: -hmm. I don't that's not I don't feel like that's Jace's um no
2: of course not no
0: Mm -hmm.
2: (sighs) anyway i think you're right there that it has to be bad for them so i'm sure they don't want to leave his side
0: it's just heartbreaking the whole fucking thing it's awful where am i i'm i'm searching with my eyes and i can't find it There we go. We're going to
2: Clary's POV.
0: Yes. Sauntering over to Clary's point of view. uh, She's at Luke's on the phone with Izzy demanding to know why she can't see her man. And no can do. Uh, No visitors yet. The Silent Brothers orders um, to which Clary says, screw him. And Izzy declines on account of the creep factor, which fair. Fair. (laughs) Even Izzy has a line. (laughs) <laughs> and so Isabella Assures Clary that she Alec and Maris Are taking good care of Jace and he's Alright but the Silent Brothers need time To like get all the information they need From him and of course Clary's Feeling a little raw seeing as she Stabbed her boyfriend and he hasn't even called Her since he woke up which begs the Question does he even want To talk Like maybe he hates her
2: maybe why'd you stab me bitch right i wanted to
0: live mm. and so my girl izzy just can't help her herself but to stir the pot and she's like well maybe he doesn't want to talk to you since you know you stabbed him and she's like izzy she's like i'm just kidding <laughs> Not. it's a little too soon Izzy. like a bit too soon <laughs> yeah at least wait until she sees him before you say some shit <laughs> like calm down yeah. And Izzy confesses that... That's totally a joke I would make, by the way. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Izzy confesses that Jace uh, wants to talk to Clary in person, which, sidebar, I hate this. It's so stupid. You're just causing undue anxiety by delaying the conversation. Being face-to-face versus over the phone doesn't make that big of a difference when you physically can't be in the same place.
1: Like Right. Uh-huh. Just... Like, I could see, like, not wanting to send a text... Or whatever. Mm -hmm. But a phone call, like, come on. Anything. She
0: just stabbed you and thought you were dead. And then hasn't seen Mm -hmm. you awake. Like, let her hear your fucking voice. What's wrong with you? You people. I would murder my husband. Murder him. (sighs) Yeah. Where are we? Oh, yes. Right here. Okay, so. But Clary's tired of waiting. Um, it's been five books and she wants her manned. And from her inner monologue, the girl is processing with a capital P. Like she's like running through everything that happened in the past like two weeks, which is like a lot. <laughs> uh-huh. like, her, her whole situation with Sebastian, like she hasn't even fucking processed the fact that her brother like wants to sister wife her. She's like, what the fuck? Like, there's a lot.
2: Literal sister wife, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, uh. And so Izzy ends the call telling Clary that truly she doesn't need permission. She's Clary motherfucking Frey. And she does what she wants. Consequences be damned. So why stop now? <laughs> like, you literally have never given a fuck when somebody told you not to do something. So why are you listening now? Uh-huh. How is
2: she not missing a finger by now in her life or something? Like, that is crazy. I agree.
0: Okay. It's that angel blood.
2: So, oh, I guess that's fair. Okay. So, Simon is sitting on Clary's bed with his feet on her pillows. Gross. And that, I assume he's not wearing shoes. That
1: is a little bit of psychotic gross. behavior. Hmm? Yeah. Ew. would you say? That is kind of psychotic behavior.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's gross. Don't put mm-hmm. your nasty yeah. feet on my pillows. That's disgusting.
1: And, like, someone else's pillow. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do what you want with your own pillows. Like, I I mean, I'm not about it, but I'm not going to judge you. Right. But
2: not
0: somebody
1: else's. Yeah. No.
2: No. Yeah. So, anyway, he pauses the Matrix movie he was watching on his laptop. And to be honest with you, that is pretty cool that he had a laptop back then. So.
3: Pretty sweet. Good for
2: him.
0: Pretty sweet.
2: Yeah so he asks about her call and she's like yeah nothing new i'm gonna go over there anyway like whatever i i already got my sweater on okay i put my blue sweater on that i know that jace likes and i am picturing she calls it a soft blue and i imagine that she means the color but i imagine it being cashmere like a light blue cashmere and Mm -hmm. I don't think that's something she would actually wear, but that's what I'm picturing. So anyway, there you go.
1: I just don't like, okay, listen, this is too much information, but we're 45 minutes in. Like, what's the point of not giving it to you? Right. Kristen sent me this TikTok that was like, life actually in the 2000s. Oh, okay. It was so funny. And it was this guy that like, he went through all the hairstyles and the skateboard and there is no way. 17 year old boys, like, I love your grandma sweater.
0: No, I it's my agree. favorite
1: outfit that you wear. No, no, well,
0: and I watched that TikTok and the suck it alone. I was like, I forgot how ingrained that was in like everyday life. Everything I need was to go suck watch it. My TikToks, yeah, Crap. everything, yeah. And I'm just, I was just like, oh God. And then, and then you read these and you're like, not a single one of these motherfuckers said suck it. This is not actual. Well,
1: and I'm like, where's, where's your, like, your band t shirt? Right. Checkered band. Why, why,
0: explain to me why Clary is constantly wearing corduroy. That wasn't a thing. No. Okay. I mean, Not it to the extent that she's constantly wearing it. And why are her Chuck Taylors not drawn on?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Why does and why she does not have right, right and left written on the toe? Yeah. Nobody Nolibli? has snake bites. Yeah. Come on.
2: Especially going to Pandemonium.
0: I know. She'd right. learn a little bit of that style there. Not body glitter. No, nary a body glitter in sight except for Magnus.
3: Magnus is the uh, only one. I mean, and to he's be fair, old.
0: He's the only one that embodies the time, and yet he's, like, the oldest one. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> the body glitter maybe was a little more, or, like, a little more, like, 2002, That's maybe fair. Okay. I agree with that. But still. Like, yeah, this
1: cause... is, like, peak Shh. scene kid. Yeah. And I, I, we kind of get that with Maureen a little bit, right? Like, Maureen is the scene kid in this. Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: I guess that's true.
1: Yeah. But, like... Come on, but I would love it if she
0: was described as having like cheetah print hair. Like that would have been so much better. Cheetah print hair. I feel like she should have a jean
2: skirt with a polo and UGG boots.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Why was it? Why didn't they come across a douche with like several
1: popped collars?
0: (laughs) Yes, double popped collar. Uh huh.
1: I don't know. Anyway, all I'm saying is is it's not the grandma sweater. That was the point. Right.
2: I agree. Wrong. Yeah. (laughs) So point one for Simon here. But but seriously, his response to Clary saying she's going over there anyway is, that's my brave little stalker. Hmm. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) So she invites Simon to go with her, but he can't join to be her wingman. Because he's going to meet Becky, his sister, at his apartment. And Clary and him have this weird interaction talking about his mark being gone. And she's like, oh, it took me a while to get used to it. And now I miss it. I'm like, that's fucking, that's a weird thing to say, but okay. And um, the quote that was on Glorious, they they talk about the quote that was on Glorious, the sword, translate to mean, it's in Latin, obviously, obviously, who is like God. And so Simon starts to go like in deep about God, and Clary stops him and she's like, um, awkward. Like, I told you I was leaving, right? Like, I literally have my jacket on. This is not the time to get deep, okay? Mm. Oh, God, but did you notice that you said
0: God? That was cool. Oh. And he's like, oh, my God, yay. <laughs> that is the most anticlimactic. <sighs>
2: Okay, so listen to this. So Clary's theory, I'm going to quote it, okay? She says, I know Camille told you that she could say God's name because she didn't believe in God. But I think it has to do with what you believe in your, about yourself. If you believed you're d- damned, then you are. But if you don't, ellipses. And I'm just like, that's, a, that's something that you're, that's just a weird thing to assume. Like, yeah. I feel like she could be like, oh my God, what if blah, blah, blah. But like... You think that? Where are your sources that you're citing here? You only know Camille and
1: Simon. don't to <laughs>
0: say what's his name? I want to know when she's had time to ponder this.
1: Exactly. exactly. As a sixteen-year-old, she's gonna yeah. cl- she's gonna like nose boop him yeah. after she says that. <laughs> <laughs> you believe in yourself.
0: Mm. <laughs> boop. Okay,
2: yeah. shut up now. I gotta go. No.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, exactly.
2: Yeah, he needs he needs some time to think about it. Okay. Oh, like, bitch, I told you I'm leaving. OK, get on with your thinking. Stop being so dramatic. I don't care because he's like it almost feels like he like oh, I really need time to think about this. Like, that's just weird, which I guess I'm not a religious person. So maybe that's why, like, he clearly was, is, whatever. So
1: anyway, I just it's and very like, offers. Do you not realize that I am Carrie, Clary, main character, Frey? Sit mm-hmm. down. hmm.
3: I mm-hmm. got places to yep. go.
1: I got things to do. Uh,
2: so he basically offers her, um, offers to lend her a shoulder to cry on if things go south with Jace at the institute today. I don't know why they think anything bad is going to happen. I guess because he hasn't wanted to talk to her. I don't know. But she changes the subject to ask about Jordan. So apparently, Jordan, Jordan and Maya, Jordan, is what I apparently am calling them. Um, Our totes in a couple relationship now. They're, like, a couple. And they're in the phase. Mm -hmm. Jordan is a bit insecure about, like, all the guys that Maya's dated while he was basically at military camp, not brushing up on his misogynistic (sighs) skills. This man. Like, Mm -hmm. I just, I don't understand. It... I guess because he feels like she's had more practice in relationships. <coughs> I, speechless,
1: right? Like, you weren't pining anyway. for me. How hmm? dare you? Yeah. Like, you weren't pining for me?
0: I, I was abusive and we had a horrible breakup in which I maimed you and changed you for the rest of your fucking life and then i abandoned you and you had the audacity to try to find happiness with somebody else
2: so many guys i mean seriously i don't we don't even know but i know that that's not what it was Mm. it's just even the way that simon said it he's clearly friends with jordan (laughs) (laughs) just
3: ugh. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So Clary and Simon decide to walk together to the subway since Simon doesn't want to just hang around Clary's house when she's not there. <laughs> and to be honest, I'm a little surprised by that
0: because he's a creep. <laughs> Surprise, <laughs> I'm still here. You put your <laughs> you, you put your your feet on her pillow. But staying at her house when she's not there is too intimate. Right. <laughs> we got our priorities in a twist.
2: <sighs> yes. So, um, by the way, guys, you heard me right. They're walking to the subway together. Clary's not going to portal to the Institute because she feels like it's wasteful.
0: Of what?
2: Obnoxious. That's what. Mm -hmm. Listen. Yeah. Maybe it's to give Izzy time to tell Jace she's coming. I don't know. (laughs)
0: It's a fantasy. If you have the magic, fucking use it. Yes. Agreed.
2: Agreed. So they pop their heads into um, Luke's bedroom and let him know that they're leaving. And there's like wedding magazines and stuff on the bed. And he tells them that Jocelyn felt like basically them diving back into wedding planning was a way to kind of move on from all this shit. And I'm just like, why wouldn't they have already been planning all of this anyway? Like, weren't, weren't, didn't we go to a dress fitting or were those dresses for the engagement party?
0: Right. I don't know.
2: I I don't know. So I, it's just whatever. Maybe they're replanning their wedding. Like, now let's make it really big because you almost died. Yeah.
0: Like, I just, I'm just trying to like divert myself, like, distract myself and not process what just happened.
2: Mm-hmm. yeah i mean after something like that i would i think simon had suggested like oh i would run away to vegas and like get married as a pirate or something like that like i think that's what i would want to do i'd want to be married right away and be married mm-hmm. to my soulmate yeah for as long as possible yeah, yeah i don't know but whatever i'm not I mean, in a story why process so.
1: through your feelings and work through your trauma why why do that when Sounds you like a lot of work yeah conceal don't feel
2: yeah yeah you could just put it off yeah For another time. (laughs) So over to an old empty subway tunnel we go. And I hate that I have to do the beginning of this part. So I'm glad Robin gets to finish it, basically. So Alec woke up this morning before Magnus because he needs some extra rest to heal from the battle where he literally almost died.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And... Obviously, Magnus almost dying made Alec think about the shit he was talking about, like, talking through this deal he was making with Camille. And he realized it was, like, a real bummer to accept her offer. <laughs> it was, like, really shitty of him. <laughs> yeah. So, um, this tunnel, is it a subway station? Is it a stop? Is he literally inside of the tunnel? Like...
0: So I think Deep. I think what it is is like a uh, like closed down old subway mm-hmm. whatever and I think where she's at from based on from the last time when Simon was like caught her with the cell phone I think she's basically like up in another part like you know how you have like have you ever been in an underground? I, I have not, but I've seen it on TV, so it has to be accurate. So I think sometimes the, <laughs> they, like, enter into buildings instead of out on the street. Oh. And so I think, okay. I think this was an old one because when he went up into the room, it was like an old bank. Right. That's right. So okay. I think her, mm-hmm. like, hideout is in this, like, abandoned building that's connected to the old subway station
2: okay maybe the easiest way to get there is through the tunnel yeah. or something well and then you don't okay. have to be
0: the sunlight you can be like
2: oh, sneaky right. fairs yeah duh god you're so smart it's like you've been reading these for years <laughs> okay so <laughs> it's like you're a fucking nerd <sighs> yeah so anyway he gets there and he's like do to do gonna meet camille And guess who beat him there? Yeah, it's Magnus. Oopsies. So, obviously, Alex shouldn't have trusted Camille. She told Magnus everything. Mm -hmm. And I just want to know, like, when she told him. Like, we don't get to find that out, but was it before? Or was it, like, today? Like, before this little fight battle that happened a couple days ago i
1: mean the but way, i feel like it had
2: to have been while he was healing the
1: way he was acting during the battle there's no way he uh-huh did.
2: yeah Cause right because he drew strength from and he's like Alec that's and my stuff. man yeah.
0: up there right yeah, I, I feel like magnus people... would have point. yeah confronted him immediately
2: yeah okay okay that is fair he's dying he's like you
0: did this this is just like this is my worst i hate this so much I know. I know. Me too. It's the worst. So um,
2: Magnus didn't want to believe that what Camille was saying was true and that Alec would actually go through with this bargain. So he showed up to see it for himself. And Magnus is like, bruh. I told you she's manipulative. Like, of course she told me. You're a baby and I'm fucking amazing. I'm a fucking amazing is what I feel like he said. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I am a much more powerful ally than you. And Alec tries to defend himself by saying that he wasn't going to accept the offer uh, and that he refused to kill Raphael. Like, he already told her that. But Magnus ain't no fool, Mm -mm. okay? He's like, and you had to come all the way down here to tell her that you were turning her down instead of just not showing up. But to be fair to Alec, yeah, dude, she's fucking scary, man. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't want to say it to her face. So I'd probably just ghost her, too. I yeah. don't know.
1: Uh-huh.
2: So um, he tries to, Alec tries to find the right way to explain all of this to Magnus. And in his heart, he kind of felt like Camille was, like, the only person he could talk to about Magnus since she knew him well. Um, but that obviously doesn't. Excuse what he was planning, basically, or potentially planning or even discussing, dude. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so he, like, takes a step toward Magnus Uh. to try to start to talk to him, and Magnus moves back. (sighs) Yeah, and that's when we know shit's hitting the fan. So Alex starts with, I'm sorry, and I never meant to blah, 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 and Magnus goes in for the kill. And I just have to quote this, because I have to. He says... I was thinking about it, you know, Magnus said. This part of why I wanted the Book of White. This is part of why I wanted the Book of White. Immortality can be a burden. You think of the days that can stretch out before you. When you have been everywhere and seen everything. The one thing I hadn't experienced was growing old with someone. Someone I loved. I thought perhaps it might be you. But that does not give you the right to make the length of my life your choice and not mine. How could you have put that any more beautifully?
3: Uh-huh.
2: I mean shun to the hut
0: and yawn to play. All you. the things. Oh, it kills me so bad.
1: Um I feel like You're stalling for time? No, I look, I think I put my feelings on paper when I was writing this. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't, we'll discuss it at the end, okay? I just okay. don't want to not, I don't want to breeze over it, but I might have already added it in there, but I can't remember. Okay. So, I was trying to kind of skim, but it doesn't matter. So, Benga says that. Alex starts doing the only thing he literally can in this situation. You only have one choice Yep. when someone bitch slaps you with something like that. And you yeah. just have to fucking agree with them. You yep. have to be like, you are right. Take your fucking life. Like what was like the Adam Sandler. I was, you were right. I was wrong. I am. You are smart. I am stupid or whatever he does. <laughs> you have to do that. Yep. And Magnus tells him that he'll be out of the apartment all day and Alec can come get his stuff and leave the key on the dining room table, and then he has this blow that he says. Quote, it's over. I don't want to see you again, Alec, or any of your friends. I'm tired of being their pet warlock. (laughs) And I have a question, okay? Why do you think Magnus is having Alec come get his things from his apartment instead of just like magicking it over to the Institute? Like I thought the same thing. I get like maybe there's wards to keep like, so he can't, like, sh- like put shit inside. But, like, just leave it on the front door or something. Why are you going to make him come in and grab all of his stuff?
2: To the left, to the left.
1: Dramatic effect. Yeah. I think,
0: it's, I think it's his penance. It's, I'll be gone. You come get your shit. I'm not doing it for you. For one, you betrayed me. I'm not doing the work of gathering mm-hmm. your shit. You can come get your shit. And then he leaves his key so he doesn't have to be like i want you to hand me the key that way he doesn't have to like be there i don't know i mean because i feel like if he magicked everything out
2: it would be a really final end this i don't know it doesn't feel as final as if like i'm never seeing you after this very moment right now he's hoping he's still not planning on it but Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know maybe
0: for me like just in in Magnus's point of view and maybe this is vindictive of me but if I was hurt this bad in this situation I would want him to be hurt and so I I would want him to have to deal with the pain of going to my apartment collecting his shit and leaving my apartment for the last time and like because that's like, he's not going to forget that. Like, that's going to stick in his fucking head. And that feeling mm-hmm. of, like, leaving a place that you used to feel so comfortable. Like, listen, I'm not saying I'm a good person for the way that I'm thinking about <laughs> this.
3: But it is. I, I
0: think everyone agrees with me. But, but it is how I, with, I'm i p- petty with a capital P. <laughs> I mean, it's possible, too,
2: that Magnus put some of his stuff out, like his coats, mm-hmm. And then shit on them. And then when Alec gets there, he can be like, someone shit on the coats.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story shit about in or
1: around the coats?
0: Sorry, sorry, I had to. <laughs> Did I ever tell you the story about my ex uncle-in-law's <laughs> ex-wife? Jeez Louise, that's a no.
2: Seven steps of bacon? Yes. I'm not going to go
0: on. I'm not going to name names. So my ex-husband has this uncle, right? And he was married. Um and he had a couple of kids with this woman and she ended up, you know, kind of getting into drugs and kind of going off the deep end a little bit and they split and he was you know he's he's an alcoholic but he's a functioning alcoholic <laughs> which isn't better but it it is what it is um anyway so he was having a lot of trouble with her and they were having some problems where they had some disagreements and I don't know what exactly everything was about but she had gotten big mad Um, and she had also been doing drugs, um, which is the only way to explain the sequence of events that happened next. (laughs) So my ex-husband's uncle was at my ex-husband's mom's house and they were hanging out. Okay. And this woman comes in, like, she didn't drive in. She walked up the driveway started screaming at him and he like came out told her to go away slammed the door whatever and so she turned around and took a shit in the middle of the driveway and then walked away and I just I think about that that's my Roman Empire I think about it so often <laughs> she was she was like a 38-year-old woman who just straight up held eye contact through the window and
1: just <laughs> shit in the driveway and isn't wasn't it like a 55 and older like supposed to be a calm place to live
0: no no this was at the um at the old house
1: okay 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 yeah, that's a little. That's a little more. Acceptable. I mean, it, it was on a major highway, but, but <laughs> in what margin? Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. I say major highway. <laughs> it was a two lane highway, but you know what? It was like main thoroughfare. It, it was. It's busy. Yeah. it's a very busy area.
2: It yeah, It
1: was in the movie Twilight. So I mean, it it's was pretty. It important. was in the movie Twilight.
2: Oh, good times. Um, that's crazy. Literally, love eye it.
1: Contact.
2: I. I. I could never contact.
1: Like I. That's wild.
0: But I think about that woman a lot. More than I probably have any right to. But yeah, I just, I just, it, it's, it's something that I, I think about. And I wonder what it takes to drive a person to that, to that, that level. level. Yeah. It's well, nice. and how lucky
2: were you that you had to go in that moment? Like, <laughs> just the
0: perfect storm. I mean, Really? It really, like, the the stars really did have to align.
1: Yeah. Yes. It was meant to be. It was meant to happen. It has been written. Uh, Yeah. And the stars.
0: (laughs) Yeah, those of you who have ever had an opiate addiction know how hard it is to shit. (laughs) I was going to say, I feel like you would be very constipated. I mean, I
2: never,
1: but... (sighs) Listen, I don't know I've how I'm stories. supposed to continue after that story. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Like, I, I don't, I can't recover. And so I'm just going to pretend like it didn't happen. Good. That's probably the best way to it go. It probably and is. And then three o'clock in the morning, I'm going to wake up <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah. So thank I'm going to have a dream about it. Yes. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you. Okay. Alex's hands start shaking. And he ends up dropping his witch light, okay, and he like falls to his knees searching for it in the dirt until he sees this odd glowing light illuminating from the stone that in magnus's hand and of course, break up all this stuff is happening. Alec has to point out that it shouldn't be able to do that since it's a shadow hunter mouse tool, okay. <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did that. That's
2: that's your boy, Kristen.
1: Alec
0: is, this is a moment of insanity. I don't know what is going on mm-hmm. with him in this book, but he's going to figure it out. No
2: one's ever seen when they get their heart broken. That's right. a
0: fair point.
1: I mean, but still, come on. Yeah. Like, I don't know. How many warlocks have held a witch light? And maybe he's like influencing it with magic. Maybe he is magicking the witch light. We don't know. Anyway. Right. The witch light is going glowing red. Ooh. And Cheesemei King, Alec, asks Magnus. If he's able to do that because of his father. just uh, because he just wants him to slip. He just wants to know. He's gotta fucking know. And we all physically went. Ugh. Right, just I mean I started singing alone? Toby Keith in my head, but yeah. I mean same difference. <laughs> Who's yeah. your daughter? Anyway, yeah, the, I mean it's a collective sigh of the fandom. Why are you like mm-hmm. this? Okay, yes, seriously. Yes. So Magnus, of course, ignores his question, cause duh, and mm-hmm. puts the rune stone in Alex's hand. He, like, hands it over. And he's like, oh, your hands are freezing. And Alec is kind of like, oh, am I cold? Oh, (laughs) what's happening? (laughs) And then Magnus pulls him closer. Tony Danza. (laughs) And the witch light starts, like, changing colors rapidly. Because it's like a fucking disco in there. Like, why would it Uh not? Mm -hmm. Like, hit the party lights, okay? That's what's going to happen here. And it's like, dun, 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 dun. anyway, right. Okay, anyway, Alec puts his head on Magnus's shoulder and lets him hold him there like for a moment, and he asks the warlock to kiss him. And Magnus cups Alec's face, leans in to kiss him, and Alec in his brain describes it as slow and sad. And when Magnus pulls away, the witch light is like back in Alec's hands. And Magnus tells him, I love you, and Indonesian right that's what he says and um, he like translates it or whatever and Alec is like bro but not in a Jason Clary way if you love me then why are you leaving me it was just one stupid mistake and Magus Magnus has this quote that I think is funny um, so I'm gonna do that for you and it says one mistake That's, like, calling the maiden voyage of the Titanic a minor boating accident. (sighs) Alec, you tried to shorten my life. And Alec tries to defend himself a little bit. Like, because his first reaction was, like, you're right. I'm stupid. Whatever. But now he, like, he's kind of got a little opening. So he's going to wiggle. He's going to worm. He's going to squirm. He's going to do the things. Mm. And he says, like, Camille offered. Like, she... Offered, but like in the end, I wasn't able to go through with it, sir. It's semantics. And Magnus mm-hmm. is like the like the fact that you had to think about it is the fucking problem. Mm-hmm. Like the fact like that it wasn't an immediate uh no, mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> not, and then you came home and be like, guess what this fucking bitch did? This crazy ass ex girlfriend of yours. That's the issue, that didn't happen. Yeah. Well, and then they could have
2: discussed it on top of it. Yes. Like, this is bothering me. This could have been an opening.
1: Okay. This is where I did put my my thought in here. I did write it down. This is why. Proof right here. Tangible. This is the pudding, if you will. The old ass fae warlock, immortal being... Of your insert immortal being here mm-hmm. doesn't mesh with the young naive human. Yep, like
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's so painful in this moment to watch them kind of like Alec is so immature right here. Like yeah, so mm-hmm. like the whole thing with Camille and the whole nine yards, but he's like a he is a baby like. Mhm. everybody, okay, not like your brother and sister-in-law because they're fucking weird, Amanda. But yes. for the most part everybody has, like you're supposed to make dumb relationship mistakes when you're that yeah. age. And mm-hmm. like Alec has never been in a relationship before. He should have had a relationship <laughs> before you have a relationship, yeah. if you will. And yeah. he hasn't done that. So it's just, I, I'm not I don't, the vibe is not vibing. I agree with mm-hmm. you, Kristen. Yeah. Well, and it's... So... From our perspective as adults, we're like, it's
0: so easy for you just to, like, handle this the right way. Uh-huh.
3: Because we have right? so much
0: experience yeah. that we're like, yes. oh, God, come on. <laughs> like, uh-huh.
1: Uh, poor Alec. Well, and Alec... No, sorry. Magnus... Like, follows up his statement. And he's like, Look, I can't trust a hoe because a hoe don't trust me. All right. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 303 told me that. I fucking live it by my heart. And I just can't trust you anymore. You don't make good decisions. And Alec, uh, he, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. Oh. Alec says he does trust Magnus. Like, I trust you. And then he sort of back pedals. And he's like, "Well, I'll try to trust you." Mhm. I just need a second chance. Okay? I heard another song that said sometimes goodbye is a second chance. So Hello. Getting it. Hello, and McFly. I mean, okay, look. I don't this is awful. I n- spoiler alert, okay? For the next book, this is a spoiler alert. This continues, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to harp too much on it here because we can also dissect it in the next book. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think my thoughts will be better placed there at that moment. So I'm going to just continue. And um, Magnus, like Alex pleading for the relationship and Magnus gives him a final no. And he warns Alec to stay away from Camille. There's a war coming and he doesn't want his loyalty to be in question with the clave, like talking to somebody that literally fucking escaped Mm. and is evil. And Magnus just walks away. He, He turns and walks away. So then we pop over to Clary at the Institute. She's arrived and she's like not into how cold it is in the Institute since winter has come insert timeline here okay (laughs) that's what that was for and she's walking to the church area and can hear isabel laughing sitting in one of the pews it's fucking weird Hmm. izzy looks like a page straight out of teen vogue 06 edition with skinny jeans mid-thigh boots and a red sweater and like I just, we need a scene kid and it needs to not just be Maureen. But there there are mm-hmm. there are some looks in mm-hmm. here. Clary's just not serving them, okay? Right. Um, Looking at Izzy, Clary can't help but think about how her skeevy ass brother said he doesn't like it when women mark their arms with runes. Because mm-hmm. Izzy's, you know, she's got like, it's like a cold shoulder moment, right? I think, like our off the shoulder moment. So you can see her runes. And Izzy kind of calls Clary back to Earth because um, I find it really funny. And I guess I could see why Simon doesn't do it because they've like the two of them have been interacting for so long, Clary and Simon. Mm -hmm. But Clary really steers off into the middle distance for a while. And Izzy's like, hello. (laughs) She calls her on it. And I think it's hilarious. So she's having her main character moment in her brain thinking about something. Izzy calls her back to reality and she's like, I've been trying to get your attention for a while, but like you're like really good at being single-minded. <laughs> <And> Love it. <laughs> Clary asks if Izzy is there to tell her to go away. Like, did you come down here to tell me to go away, even though it was your idea that I could come over here <coughs> anyway in the first place when we were on the phone? <laughs> Ma'am. <laughs> and she takes a moment to tell herself how proud she is that her voice didn't even shake on the words that she said to Izzy because she's mm. determined to see her J.C. bear. And Izzy is like, no, it's not why I'm here. Okay. Fucking duh. And she's like, she backs it up by saying Clary saved Jace's life. And the whole thing is ridiculous. Like she's on team Clace. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's stupid. She's not a threat to Jace, whatever. They should just let her see him. And the reason Izzy was there was to give Clary the 411 on some important deeds that she has missed out on being gone for two or three days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shit happens fast in this universe, and she just got to know. First and foremost, Robert Lightwood is back in the hood. Okay? My dad's back. Cool. Izzy tells Cleary about how Maris refused to tell the clave about the battle in Ireland because they were all afraid that if the clave showed up, they would just hurt Jace. Like, that would just be, you know, shoot first, ask questions last, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bullet tooth. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop. i singing biggie. Anyway, um, Aline... Oh pulled a giant solid for the team and told her mom that like the events transpired so quickly there wasn't any time to notify the clave and maris left aline behind to be in charge of calling them like getting a hold of the clave but you see there was a malfunction with this pesky telephone right why we (laughs) didn't answer it when you called in the first place so like they couldn't get a hold of clave and why the fuck was this plan sufficient when gia could have been like hey ding dong heard of a fire message right like
0: that begs my question is there a distance on fire messaging like do you have to be in the same city I don't know. Can you fire message across oceans?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I kind of feel like Gia is on Team Jace. Uh Uh-huh. So if it was a convenient Mm -hmm. enough story, she wants to accept the story. Yeah. So she's not asking many follow-up questions. Like, we all wanted it to work out together.
0: Yeah. But it
1: is very much like, I don't know, it's one of those things where we're like, Tessa, use your power. Tessa use right. your power like right. <laughs> you have this as- or the portal you have the aspect of the fantasy world Fucking use it anyway yeah. mm-hmm. the moral of the story here is these fuckheads are a bunch of lying liars who lie yep but they lied together and they're all sticking to the same story that's the story if anybody asks you for some reason even though you weren't fucking here tell them the story sister okay don't That's be how weird any about lie it. Goes. R- right, and listen. PSA:
0: Don't rat out your friends. Come up with a story. Stick to the story, no matter what they tell you. Mm-hmm. Stick.
3: To they don't know. The story. They don't know the truth.
0: Right. Yeah. They will try, but they're lying. And always ask for a lawyer if if the cops are involved. Always. <laughs>
1: yeah. Wait, so, that Sebastian is still on the lamb, And for some reason, even though his out-of-pocket, like, dimensional pocket, not out-of-pocket, but I thought that was funny when I wrote it, but I'm not laughing now. <laughs> Townhouse is gone. <laughs> he still can't be tracked. And to make matters worse, the Silent Brothers think whatever magic Lilith imbued him with made him, like, mad strong. Bros-like, unstoppable, okay? Mm. And Izzy asks Clary if she thinks Sebby's going to come back for her and Jace. Like, do you think that's his plan? Like, should we be on guard? Which is maybe on one guard. of the reasons why I'm wondering if Jace wants them to stay with him while he's sleeping. Like, maybe mm-hmm. he's afraid okay. Sebastian's going to like sneak in and try to kidnap come him. Get him, yeah. But Clary doesn't think that that's his plan. He wants an army. Like, he wants all of his little cogs in place and everything going to plan. Because Clary and Jace are, like, the final step of that plan. and So once he gets all of his things, then he's going to come back for them. And Izzy says it must be really lonely for Sebastian. And in the book, it says basically she's stating it like a fact. Like, there's no sympathy behind her voice. She's just like, hey, that dude must be fucking lonely. Mm
3: -hmm. And
1: Clary thinks of that icky conversation they had during their, like, scuffle and then she just tells Izzy that she has no idea how lonely he is.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Thanks for bringing how that up. How do you explain up. that? Yeah. Appreciate that. And they reach the door to the infirmary, and Izzy asks Clary what it's like being in love. Like, how do you know? You know? Like, how do you know that you're in love? Like, specifically with Simon, involving Simon, in and around Simon. <laughs> How did Cleary know that Simon was in love with her? Okay? How did she know? I'll tell you verbatim. I said that wrong on purpose. Because <laughs> I'm gonna quote this, okay? Like Simon, said Izzy. Nope. I'm gonna have said quotes, so I'm gonna actually fucking read it. Like Simon, <laughs> Isabel said. How could you tell he was in love with you? Well, said Cleary, he said so. He said so, Clary shrugged. And before that, you had no idea. No, I really didn't, said Clary, recalling the moment. Ma'am, ma'am, time out. Ma'am, that is the biggest, stinkiest driveway shit (laughs) I have ever smelt in my life. Okay? I am (laughs) so
2: disappointed that can't be our title. It's going to be. I'll
0: put an asterisk (laughs) on the I
3: oh Driveway shit just, is the
0: title
1: of this episode. You are such a liar. Why? <laughs> Not you, Clary. Oh, other yes. redhead. <laughs> Sorry, the redhead. Fucking squirrel. Oh. <laughs> she already forgot why we're here. I'm so
3: stupid.
1: You're just like I'm. Usually the disappointment. Like, what the fuck did I do now? <laughs> i'm just kidding i just i mean she's really sticking to that story that she's told herself so like whatever yeah but uh, that's the super trope. annoying i am just like l- light it on fire bury it just get it out of my life okay anyway mm-hmm Clary advises Izzy to tell Simon she loves him. And Izzy's like, um, excuse me, ma'am? That is like taking out the garbage. Clearly not my fucking job. Okay? <laughs> i It's a man job. I'm not doing that. That's a boy job. <laughs> boy job. And Clary's like, oh, you and Alec are just so alike. <laughs> and which makes Izzy defensive because obvi. Uh-huh. And Clary tells her, like, basically, summarizing here, it's not that fucking deep, okay? This doesn't need to be a thing. Uh, she knows Simon, okay? If I know anything, I know Simon, even though I literally just said I didn't know he was secretly in love with me for years. Yes. But I know him really well, yep. okay? Mm-hmm. Especially him emotionally and his feelings, clearly. Right.
3: So Obviously. you should believe me
1: when I tell you that if you don't say something to him, then he's going to think that... Um, you're not interested and he's going to give up and he's not going to try to be with you. And and, like, I don't fucking think so. Like me personally here, I do not agree with you, Clary. Cause I know it hasn't been that much time, but Simon has had a fucking character glow up. If you will. Mm -hmm. Okay. while fucking Clary like is, pretty stagnant and all she's doing is chasing Jace's D okay Mm -hmm. like that's what you've been working on
2: she she literally he was in love with her since they were kids and he like she never told him she loved him and he still loved her what other example does she have
0: yeah I the logic is holy as Swiss cheese
1: I hate this so Mm. much Okay, but it's a very high school girl to me, and I understand, to me, the underline of it is, like, almost, what am I trying to say? Clary wants to, like, have knowledge about Simon just to have knowledge about him. Right. Just to... Mm -hmm just to be that person right to make yourself like, feel important yeah i know him like he's my boy like yeah you have to do what i'm saying because you know he's gonna give up on you like clearly he didn't give up on me but i'm fucking clary okay well you're if, not
0: me. i don't like obviously clary doesn't know what their relationship is like but
1: I feel because like, she didn't fucking care to ask. Like she doesn't exactly care. I was and, say. Exactly. And like Claire I is feel not like Simon's Izzy's friend. A, no,
0: she's <laughs> done a Izzy's done a good job of, of letting Simon like understand that she's interested. Like she's very yes. much like Yeah. She this, this is, is like like Izzy has the inside Bared track herself. to Jay's,
2: so she has to have one to Simon. Yeah. yeah.
1: To even the playing field. Mm-hmm. I don't, like, it's, this is very conniving girl to me. Yeah. Which I guess is on brand, because But whatever. The thing is is I don't think it's written meant to be that way.
0: Right. I think this scene is written meant to be Clary honestly giving Izzy truthful advice. I just think that, like, it missed the mark. Because Simon's Mm -hmm. characterization doesn't align with the paint painting that clary is painting of him
1: yeah. uh, well, and maybe she's like she's painting emotionally immature yeah. simon from before but mm-hmm. to be fair like i said clary hasn't really been simon's friend in any of these books no like, since he're relying... a
0: vampire they've kind of uh-huh. not well, really
1: Uh uh-huh and it's about her this is her story this is her growth this is her Mm -hmm. you know i'm the shadow hunter this is my like you're coming into my fold from my family right from my whatever
3: and
1: we're basically there to me anyway it's it's late and i'm annoying so maybe i just maybe my opinion is biased by that right now Mm -hmm. but it's like we're to me like i'm relying on my knowledge that they're friends. Based on previous stuff that's happened and the like, yeah. past stuff. Not necessarily anything that they've done thus far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just don't think Clary's a good friend yeah. at this moment to anybody. I agree. No. Anyway. Izzy tells Clary that Simon's emotional stuntedness is her fault for breaking his heart. Hmm. I don't think he's I don't I don't know which okay in Izzy's defense for this I think that she is we've talked about this before in the actual story so not too long she's gone out of her comfort zone to like say Mm -hmm. her feelings to him and I think she's made it clear to Simon that that is hard for her and I think he knows that and I don't think he has reciprocated as much as she has given Mm -hmm. like I think she's done most of the legwork thus far and he needs to step his shit up obviously. So, if he wants a part of it, yeah. uh And maybe it's just like, Izzy, I feel Izzy is very Amanda, and the fact that she's fucking deadpan, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't feel like, I think that, like, this is, like, I see her saying this very deadpan, but, like, that's her attempt at a joke. Like, she's joking. Yeah. She's joshing. And. Clary's like, ah, no. (laughs) Remember when you (laughs) said that we should leave Simon as a rat permanently when he got turned into a rat? Do you remember that? Because I fucking do. Yeah. And then. I don't um, know.
0: This is a weird. This is a weird two female conversation. Well, actually. Mm -hmm. all of clary's interactions with other women specifically with izzy because i think we see her one-on-one with izzy more often than anybody else because she's really the only Mm -hmm. one that's around um they just feel like it it feels like the person writing them has never had a conversation with another woman
1: they feel like (laughs) frenemies to me still
0: Yeah, yeah like okay I guess that's a better way to put it. Like they don't feel like it's a genuine relationship. Like it feels like this Uh is like, I don't know. It it feels like it's meant to be written as a genuine relationship, but it's like, we're missing the mark. This feels, it
3: feels forced. Yeah. Uh huh.
2: Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Like they're trying to be friends instead of it happening naturally.
1: Yeah. Right. Agreed. And, um, I guess maybe I am. The problem, because that's where I stopped, right? Like that—that's what I decided we should separate the chapter into two for. Yeah, I mean you there are. There you go. Uh-huh. Aren't we all? Yep. Which um, we'll bring to you next week, hopefully mm-hmm. sooner. But literally no fucking promises.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. We never promised anything. Nothing. Except for. Not a damn predictability. thing. <laughs> <sighs> okay, guys. For behind the scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Downworld or Dish Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.